0: Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Breffney Earley and you are listening to episode 122 of the podcast. It is the sports preview show and this weekend we are a little bit quieter on the sporting front so we're taking the opportunity to have a look back at the year for Leitrim GAA now that all the adult competitions have effectively finished after last weekend's Connacht Club Championship results. Declan Bohan will be joining me. He's in the studio with me. He'll be joining me in a couple of minutes to talk about all of the action. And it's been a really, really good year for Leitrim GA. We'll also be catching up later in the show with Sean Gallagher of Manor Rangers ahead of their Sligo-Leitrim Super League clash with Clefony Grange on Sunday morning. Kayleen McGlone, inter-county footballer, will also be joining us to talk about this year and last year's under-20 club football championship which kicks off this week. Of course, he plays for Melvin Gales and was joint captain of the winning side in last year's A Championship. But our attention turns to Declan Buchan, who's going to join me now to talk about what's been a pretty remarkable year for Leitrim on and off the pitch. Declan, welcome to our little studio here. Thanks very much,
1: Baphne, and I'd like to uh, take the opportunity to wish you the very best of luck with with your with your home base, if you like to call it now, um, more often than not, have seen you out and about but and taking phone calls from you. But it's it's nice to get to see where you're actually where it all actually happens, you know? This
0: is where the magic happens, absolutely. Declan, as we said, you've been on the show from pretty much the first week when we set it up and we've probably we spoke to you less and less as we've got more established and we've kind of had loads more content and people on the show. So we wanted to come in and check in with you obviously public relations officer for Leitrim GAA. And Tell us a bit about the year. First of all, in a sporting context, we started off really with the appointment of Terry Highland. He came in Division Four in the league, as most years for the last decade or, or so, and uh, everything just kind of caught fire from February on.
1: Yeah, um, I suppose there would have been a huge degree of of excitement, if you like, that that uh, you know we had attracted a manager of the of the caliber of. of Terry Highland to the job and he brought with him a a very detailed and experienced management team you know so they set about their business uh, from early stages and sorted out a panel and I suppose the signs of what were to come were probably evident the very first day we took we took on Mayo and the FPG league on the first Sunday in January and while we were defeated that day albeit in the first ever penalty shootout that took place in Conant I believe uh, there were there were good signs there. Uh, there. There there just seemed to be something that might happen, and of course we headed into our Division Four League campaign as we have in every other year uh, with a lot of hope and expectation and whatnot. And from day one, uh, it appeared as if you know this may happen. We won our first game and we went to Wicklow in the second game and we got a result. And you know it 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 just seemed to take off from that and. Week on week, result on result. Suddenly we were, uh, we, we were the story. We were beginning to come the story of the twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, sorry, no, twenty nineteen. I was yeah. right. That I can't keep up with the years, but at uh, the twenty nineteen Alliance League, um, and then eventually it came to a situation whereby, because of the combination of results and and the combination of teams and the fact that we probably hadn't we hadn't played Jerry, we were due to play them in the last round. Uh, we came to that crunch game um, with London in Park Sean in Avonkart Park Sean which which effectively brought the eyes of the nation if you like on on Leicester footballers because we were about to do something uh, that that hadn't been done in the previous 11 seasons and thankfully it did happen and even it was a nervous display and all that type of thing we got over the line and were promoted and reached the league final with two games to spare, which was something that we really wouldn't have anticipated heading into the competition. I
0: think for me, and I was at a couple of those early games, funny enough, I missed the later ones when all the hype was up, but I was at the first couple of games where at halftime or early in the second half, we found ourselves up to four or five or six points behind. And it was the manner in which the team just came back into those games, kept chipping away, never looked like they were beaten, which previously teams may have done at times and they just powered back to win, usually by a point or two at most for those first couple of games.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, you know, with the exception, I suppose, of the first game, which we won, which was our most comfortable victory, as it turned out. Oh, a lot of the games, in fact, did have that pattern, and our most crucial results, if you like, in 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 getting to the stage of qualifying and winning the promotion, did come in those last 10, 10 15 minutes, last five minutes. In case we were, we were. Uh, I think we were four points down in Wicklow with, with, with only a number of minutes to go. And we ended up winning the game, not comfortably, but we won it well in the end. And we had that, you know, that that massive win, it has to be said, against Limerick in Newcastle West when, when that was the proverbial do or die with them because it, it effectively, not, it not quite knocked them out of the competition, but it really set them back. And, you know, it just appeared at that time as if there was, as you said, a tremendous belief among the group of players that yes we have we have control of our own destiny and they saw it through and we got the promotion and of course then obviously you know we had we had we had the great day out in Croke Park in the league final and you know unfortunately we didn't we didn't we didn't win it but um it was a tremendous lead from day and it was tremendous to bring the amount of supporters that we did to Croke Park. And you know I suppose the big prize to be honest with you Breffney, was getting to division three.
0: I think it's fair to say that Derry aren't really a division four team either.
1: Yeah. I I think most people looking at it from the outside, um, you know, outside of Leeds from outside of Jerry, outside of our own borders, would say, you know, Jerry shouldn't be there. They shouldn't have been there. And and they won all their games and they got back up, including two victories over us in the last game and, and the league final, you know, and and the reality of it is they're going to be starting opposition in division three for us again this year, you know. So Sometimes the league can throw up that type of situation. I suppose facing into, into the twenty twenty league, we have to face Jerry, but we also have to face Cork, who were a Super Eight team. So sometimes leagues will throw teams into divisions that perhaps they shouldn't be in.
0: I have memories of playing Kerry down in, uh, in what was it in Longford in? Keena? Yeah, up
1: in, in Kina. I think I've gone back two thousand one uh, uh, or two thousand two, maybe. The start of 2002, it Mm -hmm. was actually, uh, it was actually from memory, it was Declan Rowley's first game as uh, a team manager and that time the league was a different setup. Uh, We had Division 1A, 1B and 2A and 2B and it's sort of a mixed up thing if you like. Uh, And yeah, the late Paddy O'Shea was in charge of Kerry that time and, you know, it was Kerry were. I suppose. Look at they were, they were, they were. They beat us soundly. Yes. They did really. Yeah. They, did. Yeah. they did. They did. They did. Yeah. Well,
0: as you mentioned, Derry away, Cork at home, and Longford away. The first three games in the National League next year. Longford away won't hold much fear for Leitrim, but the other two, we could have looked for a nicer start to the league season.
1: Yeah, it's. it's supposed, look, I suppose. Look at. I suppose, Breffni, when you when you do make the step up and go into Division Three, there's no such thing as an easy game, but there are probably some that will be, we'll say, relatively more manageable than others, and. You know, look at, um, I suppose it would have to be said Cork are the outstanding favorites to go forward. The likelihood is that, you know, with with particularly the division that's taken place at the end of this year's incoming league with qualification for Tier 1 and Tier 2, if you like, you know, Cork would want to get out of there as quickly as possible. So I suppose, uh, you know, the fact that we have them at home is a bonus. Uh, They don't, the last time they came to Park Sean, ironically, uh, back in I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly the year but uh, it's probably going back to just over 20 years ago we actually defeated them you know but it'll be an interesting start to the league uh, there are three games I think and I can't give you the correct order uh, there, there are three games coming up after that that you know are probably in our territory starting with the Longford game in Pierce Park and you know they will be the ones that will set be targeting. up, be targeting we, we, we should, up. We, we'll have to be targeting the middle group of games you know to, to get points lead, running into the the concluding stage. It
0: does mean as well that on a, a league table you can kind of catch people up when they have to go and play Derry and Cork later on in the process. So it'll be interesting to see how that all uh, develops. We'll talk about hurling for a moment. and I know technically that's its own board but it does come under your umbrella as well. What a year for Leitrim hurling in terms of Laurie Maher's success, a couple of all-stars last weekend and also um, the under-17s winning the Celtic Challenge. It really is... A rising tide for the small ball version of of Gaelic games in the county.
1: Yeah, there has been a lot of um, a lot of very positive strides have been made in Harlan and uh, over the last number of years. And I suppose uh, the, you know the, with all the debate that's around there uh, out there about tier one and tier two, you know Harlan has got four. In fact, you could say five tiers. Nearly at this stage, five tiers, uh, and you know it has suited. with, we'll would say uh, what would be considered. Um, less strong counties we will call it I don't like using the word weaker counties so the less strong counties are in a competition of their own and and you know two years ago we were in the Mark Cup final it was great to get our hardest to Crook Park last year uh, they were unlucky to be defeated in extra time in a league final over in Ballyconnell versus Lancashire and this year we got to the Mark Cup as you've pointed out and it was a brilliant brilliant result for the hardest to beat the same Lancashire team if you like this time after extra time also so the tides were turned and it, it, tremendous, tremendous result for everybody that is involved in it, um, from players to team management and all of the people that have been associated with it over a long number of years, keeping the game going when it was more fashionable maybe to just step away from it. There are a number of people that, you know, that, that have really, really kept the show on the road. And I think in terms of Martin Kniff, who has been involved in all of that uh, situation right up until, up to and including winning the Rory markup as team manager this year. And then you mentioned the under-17s because, you know, no system will survive without having some, um, we'll say, feed-in system, if you like to call it, a conveyor belt. And the, the under-17s this year won the, their Celtic Challenge in their division. Tremendous talent in that group, I'd have to say, that game was streamed live. Um, and uh, brilliant young lads coming through who will be chomping at the bit to play Senior hurling. I'm sure, when their, when their time comes. So all in all, yeah, Great stuff for the hurlers, and you know it's become fashionable, very fashionable game to play now.
0: No, and it's great to see it becoming an actual thing. Where Ma- Manor this year, when they were preparing for their county final, had only one player involved with the senior footballers. That was also with the senior hurlers. So th- there is a standalone club ethos there, both in Manor and in um, Carrick over yeah. the last
1: few years. Yeah, and, and I suppose the other side. of it, I suppose one of the downsides, if you like, of the hurling at club level uh, has been. Uh, the demise of we'd say two clubs. The Gortletcher Club hasn't featured in the last number of years, and Ballinamore the similar. So we're we're just down to one championship match, and a lot of the players who would who would have formerly, if you like, featured with Ballinamore or featured with with um, Gortletcher are now playing with Carrick. So Carrick is 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 it's almost like as if North Leitrim versus South Leitrim in a hurling championship final, and and you know that brings the best players together. The downside of that is that they don't that we don't really have any internal competition in relation to that, but those that are serious about it and they are very serious about it in those two areas, um they play in competitions, league competitions across border with uh, In Ruscommon and Longford and you know that type of thing which which keeps the keeps them occupied if you like, and keeps them developing.
0: You, know? you mentioned Martin Kniff, and I suppose I have to ask it's a very unfortunate story in the back page of the Leitrim observer this week about. He has resigned his position or will have resigned his position at, at the end of the season, if that's, I'm not sure, the exact dates on it. Um, but he feels that he has been given no choice but to do that. How disappointing is that from a county board point of view for someone who's been so intrinsically involved with the development of Hurling over the last number of decades?
1: Yeah, Martin, look at you, Martin has been involved in, in Hurling uh, promotion, working away at the cold face for all of his time, you could say, since he came here. Uh, in to from and and that's not years ago. That's decades. decades that's right. decades. You can quantify that, and it has been a brilliant, brilliant servant to Leitrim, Harland, uh, and and in fact in Carrick as well in Carrick, his own area, in both promoting and cajoling and encouraging, and you know doing his best to ensure that 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 Carrick Harland was represented, and then certainly that from was represented in all of the national competitions, and you know it is unfortunate. Uh, the events that have unfolded, and and I suppose, it, look at, it, I suppose the best thing I could say about it is that uh, is that it could have been handled a lot better. That's the reality, and it has just been very disappointing for Martin that a, a year that brought such glory has unfortunately for him, he's found himself in a position that he's had to resign his position, and he, he feels he feels strongly that that is was his only way if you like to to conclude it and and it's regrettable but you know the, the, I'm sure there are there are lessons to be learned around how um any I wouldn't say similar situation that we'd like to deal with or anybody would like to deal with in the future but you know that there are there are lessons there in, in manner in how things can be handled better
0: let's leave the club competitions because we're running out of time here in in our conversation we have talked about the club competitions so much on the show i'd like to jump ahead to another really positive Thing that happened in the last couple of months in the county in terms of Gaelic games, and that is the official opening of the Centre of Excellence in Anaduff. Of course, it was open and used, but the the really big finished off everything looking spick and span, and a great day in Anaduff with the president of the GAA and all the people who had helped make it a reality. It was a great day for it was a great day to be proud of what a county can do when they come together like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, lookers. I suppose it's the, the the center of excellence now, and it's it's not. It is about location as well, because location is 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 very important in terms of being on the N four, and you know it's passed by hundreds. I suppose you could say thousands of people per day. It it really has been finished off, uh, if you like, beyond our wildest dreams. It's you know with the brochures the projections the development um, you know all the architecture work that would have been done on that uh, on paper only would have given us a facade that that perhaps would have looked like that and you'd have thought i suppose over the last number of years passing by there how will we ever get front of house um finished off to what the, what it says on the tin, and and the reality of it is that that has happened, and and it's it's a it's a fantastic facility at the back. Obviously, is the most important area because that's where the action takes place. But you know, it's just it's 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 very impressive. We'd have to say, and we're very proud of how it finished. But we it would have to uh, pay tribute to the amount of people who rode in behind the the, the push for the Leitrim Wall competition, which turned into, or rather, well, should say, competition, the Leitrim Wall fundraising promotion, which. Really, um, if you like, reached its expectations, but certainly expe- exceeded the expectations of many in terms of the money that was raised on it, that has brought it to its conclusion, and brought it to uh, to be finished to what people would have wanted from day one was something that we can be proud of, uh, and it was a great day, as you said, for Leicestershire to uh, to show what we can do to push ourselves forward. You know,
0: we finish up with a little bit of housekeeping and. Recently, the county board or the GA advertised two positions: under twenty manager, under seventeen manager. What's the latest update on that?
1: Well, the, the update on that, I suppose, Breffney, is that, I, that there is no update to give, other than to tell you that uh, it's in uh, it's in a process at the moment. Um, as you know, there were there were uh, positions were advertised, and um, you know there were applications for it, if you like to put it that way. And it's 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 in process and it's moving forward.
0: Any timelines on that or any?
1: Um, I, I couldn't give you an exact timeline, to be honest with you. Uh, I would expect that um, the position would be finalised in advance of perhaps the end of the month.
0: Okay. Know. In terms of next month's obviously, annual convention. And I know there's a bit of change ahead because four or five of the, the committee, yourself included, are obliged to move on from the the role you're in on the committee because of the five-year rule which for the benefit of listeners who might not be familiar with it is no officer is allowed hold the same position for longer than five consecutive terms or years so uh, you might give us a list of, of who that actually affects this year
1: well it, it, this is a this is a year as you pointed out a big change because chairman terence boyle and the secretary of tractor riley the assistant secretary john keenan um and myself as pro have all reach the end of our five-year term and we're not, as you pointed out, uh, allowed, we have to vacate the position and those positions effectively are, are, uh, are, while they're up for grabs any year, this year they have to be um, taken by new people, if you like. And um, also, um, I understand that the coaching officer is um, vacating his position this year. Uh, and the development officer. So it's 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 quite a, there's going to be quite a shake up if you like in terms of the the um the management committee of Leeds from ga going forward. But you know that's 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 positive and that's a good thing and you know the nomination papers have been out there with the clubs for the last 3 weeks at least I'd say and I think they're due to be returned by next Monday night. So if there are any aspiring people out there who uh, would like to get involved uh, and feel that they have something positive to offer, and I'm sure there are quite a, a lot of vibrant young people out there that have lots to offer. Then, the advice I would say give them is to contact their club uh, and seek a nomination through their club to be put forward. And, um, you know, at least from GAs, with, would be very welcoming towards uh, new people getting involved.
0: Yeah, I know. I have personal experience of it from almost 20 years ago. And 20 years ago this month, I think actually my name would have gone forward as an 18-year-old.
1: Oh my god um, compared to those two decades. I know,
0: you. it's mad. Um, but it was a great experience and I would recommend it to anyone who's who's interested and feels they have something to give uh, to put their name in the hat. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of yourself or any of those people on the board. They can change position. They just have to leave the one that they're currently in. Um, because obviously the people who are leaving, yourself included, have... a depth of knowledge and experience yeah, in those in a very variety of roles on a committee level
1: yeah that I mean that's that's a fair thing to say um, briefly, that you know obviously number one just because you're leaving the position doesn't necessarily mean that somebody might choose to nominate nominate you for another position and that's always been the case and that could have happened in any given year that you'll be nominated for an alternative position it's not like as if you're chained to it for five years when you take it on or anything else like that so you know the reality of it is that, um, as I said, the nomination papers are out and what I can guarantee you is that the shape of Leeds GA Management Committee, naturally because of the positions having to change, will change. It, there will be a change in the dy- dynamic if of Leeds from GA's executive going forward.
0: It must be seen as a positive positive and a good governance practice to keep that fresh blood coming through, even if it's the same about faces in different roles. Just. To have that kind of spring clean every couple of years really must help the the ideas factory that is the county board.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose look at it, I mean all organisations probably do um, they do they do change around and um, they they are given different portfolios if you like in organisations given different sense of responsibility and look at it, you can you can be you can be too long in a particular position as well and I suppose the idea of the five year rule it was brought in uh, was to. I won't say cleanse out committees or anything else like that, but at that time, that it was brought in back in 2000. I think it came in 2002 or three or thereabouts. Uh, there were probably were in in various county committees people who had held positions for not just five years, but maybe th- two decades or a decade plus. And you don't have you know, that, to go too far either for that. N- no, uh, you don't. No, no. And, and that's not a healthy situation either, because uh, even in a club setup. Uh, people who who have longevity in positions, it's not good for the volunteer ethos that a person would hold the same position for too long because effectively it nearly frightens off somebody from taking on something that they might feel that has been the preserve of somebody for so long that they might feel that I might never be able to do that.
0: Absolutely. So the nominations close on Monday and the convention itself takes place on the...
1: 15th, Sunday the 15th of
0: December. Of course, all the clubs represented. be at that as well Declan thank you so much I can only wish you the very best of luck in whatever role uh, you may take on in either club or county or in a retirement form after the convention on the
1: 15th of December. You mentioned the chairperson's role was open. Will you be putting your name forward for that? Uh, I, I know it's open. and I did say that. I made that very clear that it was open. And I can also make it very clear to you that you're not talking to the next <laughs> chairperson of from <Leastrom> GA. <laughs>
0: well, listen, on that note, thank you so much for popping into us, Declan. And the very best of luck for whatever next year holds. We no, knowing you won't be too far from a Gaelic pitch at some way, shape or form.
1: Thanks very much, Brefni, and I'd like to obviously thank you at this moment in time, as soon as this is our last conversation, we'd say for 2019 in terms of competitions and all that went by, I'd have to really say, from GS GAA's point of view, uh, you've been a breath of fresh air, it has to be said. Your, your podcasts have gone down tremendously well. The variety of stuff that you put out there, the amount of effort that you've made to contact players involved with clubs uh, and introduce new people from new clubs to to this type of promotion, if you like, which is great for them and, and it's great for Legion G and great for their clubs. And I'd like to pay a special tribute to you and thank you very much for that amount of coverage we got over the past year. My
0: pleasure. Thank you so much for all your help in doing that as well.
1: All right, Brefni, thank you.
0: So this weekend sees a number of big games in Gaelic games around the county. And first one up is the under-16 county team in action against Offaly in the Faithful Fields at 2pm on Saturday in the Father Manning Cup. It's the last game of the round-robin stage. And with two defeats so far, Leitrim will most likely be in one of third or fourth place depending on the results at the weekend. There will be a knockout stage as all four teams progress to play against the teams at the same level in all the other groups in the competition so Leitrim will face a semi-final or quarter-final at that level that they finish up at in this division proceeding to finals all of which take place on the one day it's a really really big festival of underage football and uh, well worth getting involved in and really developing players for the future in county leitrim some exciting talents coming through despite the results not maybe being what people would like But to run Roscommon and Mead close in the last couple of weekends is a a big achievement for underage Leitrim teams. So well done to Mark Heslin and his teams over the last two weekends. That game is in the Faithful County Grounds in Offaly on Saturday afternoon. There's also a Division 2 Under-15 league game taking place. Leitrim Gales and St. Joseph's do battle in that particular match on Saturday afternoon also. Sunday sees the Under-20 Championship Take place, and we'll talk about that with Killy McLone later in the show. In terms of soccer, Cliffany Celtic are the hosts for Manor Rangers as they play on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. in the Sligo venue. While Carrick Town face Arrow Harps, that trip to Arrow Harps and um, for their game in the Premier League on Sunday morning also. In athletics, the Connacht Juvenile Cross Country takes place on Sunday. ...at 12 noon in Ballina. We're going to take a little closer look at the soccer... ...and head north to Manor Rangers... ...where the assistant manager of the first team there is Sean Gallagher. And he's going to tell me about their season so far... ...and their upcoming league games... ...against Cliffley Celtic this week... ...and Strand Celtic the following week. Now on Sunday morning in the Sligo Leitrim Super League... Manor Rangers are in action and they travel to Cliffany Celtic to play their fifth league game of the season. The first four have gone pretty well, three wins and a draw, and I'm joined by Sean Gallagher of their first team, the assistant manager of their first team, to talk about how the season is progressing for the North Leitrim side. Welcome to the show, Sean. Uh,
2: good evening, Brathne. How are you?
0: I'm excellent. Listen, Sean, tell us a bit about how the season has gone for you so far. It seems to be going good.
2: Yeah, I, we, we kind of set expectations of where we wanted to be in the league, I suppose, this early stage um, with the introduction of some uh, new talent that have come up through the underage system and uh, the re-emerging of uh, old players uh, that we would have for a number of years, and I suppose the combination of the two have said as fast uh, they, I suppose, put ourselves in as one of the, I suppose, contenders for the Super League crown. It's a crown that, unfortunately, we've never had the honours in. We've one, but it's one that we're keen to try and uh, aim to win this season
0: yeah some of the big players and they're just a place or two heading in the league at the moment uh carton and carberry are in there as well unbeaten so far this year you have to i suppose take them on to have a chance of challenging for that title what is the prognosis for those games this year
2: um, I suppose the same as every year. Like we looked in, still, you know, a philosophy that you know you you, you need to know uh, how to play against these teams and be smart, you know, and uh, re- respect them first and foremost because uh, Carberry are um, a team that are known throughout the land of Ireland, not alone Sligo Um, so like the to take them on, you know, everything has to be you know to perfection and it's something that we aim and strive to do to every season um are, i suppose a are known they're a new side to the league this year they've had a great start no more than ourselves and it'll be a keen battle we look forward to having the up and coming weeks to see pit our wits against uh, a a new team to the league
0: this week sunday morning you play cliffhane celtic how much do you know about them or do teams tend to change from year to year
2: yeah, um, Tiffany, again, are a team that uh, re-emerged into the Super League this year. We actually played them uh, not too long ago. I think it was our second game of the season in the B Park. Um, I have to say, they're uh, a very uh, good team to watch Uh like to play a bit of football, you know, it's not just end-to-end, uh, end. put the ball on the ground and play no more than ourselves. Um, so, yeah, I'd be expecting a tough battle down there and, you know, we, we'll have to work hard and dig out a result if we want to bring three points back up to Munner Hamilton.
0: Let's rewind a little bit to the FAI Cup, the Junior Cup, and the disappointing result against uh, Roscommon side, Baladrine. How did that game, how, how did you manage to lose a, a two-goal advantage to... Unfortunately, lose by the odd goal in seven. Seems to be an unfortunate way to have the game. Yeah, I
2: suppose, as I touched on there earlier, briefly, like, we, we have uh, bedded in a lot of young talent into the team this year. Um, we, we, we started off with a flyer, went 2-0 up, uh, two uh, goals uh, early on in the game. Players like uh, Khalil, uh O'Connell, Darren Gilmartin and Darren G- Giblin would be names to mention young lads that come in and like, were warrant out of their depth in any means or shape. Uh, just, I suppose, uh, in experience of how the weather a storm and see, see out the period of dominance, dominance and, you know, I suppose they brought the two goals back and it kind of just uh, it wasn't meant to be that day. I suppose one thing I would touch on is you know at the start of every year we kind of a mix of us and old as uh, other sports kind of take away some of our our mainstays for the season. So you know it's it's good in a way to see what talent you have about when they're not there. But I suppose like it was in it. the disappointing results, you know, from being two goals up, but you take it on the chin and we hope to bring that into the Connacht Cup in a few weeks' time and use it as a. At flip side, they make sure that we maintain our stance in that cup and get to the the latter stages of the competition.
0: In terms of that clash with other sports, obviously Glencar Manor have been uh, reaching finals across hurling and football at all levels. How much has that impacted on your availability of players?
2: It would to a certain extent like there'd be uh, certain lads that would would just play the the game of soccer and obviously then the locality that we live in manor hamilton um would would have a lot of lads that would be across a, a number of different sports um so like it's something you know that you, you, you give with one hand and you take with the other you know there's there's the end of our season when we're going well and strong and hopefully reach the finals and the gaelic do it to understand and to allow the players to stay with us and you know we have to respect them when they're coming to the accumulation of their season, and you know give them the the chance to go and win the titles, which it was great to see them doing this year. But the other side of that is um, we, we get a chance to see what youth is available. I've touched a few names there, the, the likes of Carl Logue, uh, the two Darrens, and Jack that we brought into the first team this year, and they, they're, they're they're not out of their deck, and it's great to see it because you know you can't always be dependent on the same heads every year, and it's great they you know bring new blood into it because it, it freshens it up and it, it, you know, gives competition for places and all the rest. So, you know, there, there's pros and cons with it. But like, I suppose if you look at our stance in the league this year, you know, we're, we're, we're fit the bottom of our, our, our own back, you know, when you lose players. You can lose players, you know, from other scenarios as well, injuries and work commitments and whatever. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in a good place as the season starts.
0: You might explain for the benefit of listeners who aren't that familiar with how the local sport works here in terms of soccer. Obviously, there's the Sligo League from Super League, the Connacht Cup and the FAI Junior Cup and maybe one or two other tournaments thrown in there as well. Can you tell us where how they work and, and the importance of each in terms of the club at the start of the season?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose like the, the the league is its own. Like it's the bread and butter that you play for every week throughout the year, and that competition is September through to uh, to May. Then you would also have an internal cup competition within Sycamore Leitrim, um, uh, would be known as the the Radisson uh, Blue. I think actually changed to the Glasshouse uh, Cup this year. My apologies about that. And that's a competition that would, you know, link in something similar to your FA Cup would do in the Premiership in England. It would be the the back end of the season. Your FAI Junior Cup would nearly run incoherent with your um, Senior League on the basis that it's a competition that, you know, you play within your locality for the first couple of rounds and then you go into Connacht. And as you progress through the rounds, you could end up playing anywhere across the, the nation of Ireland. Uh, the Connacht kind of Cup then would be a competition that starts just before Christmas and again runs right up into the, the back end of the season and that would be uh, playing again teams from any, any area within the Connacht kind of setup. Okay. So that would be leagues so, outside the Sligo lead from that you could play or you could be drawn within a team within the Sligo lead from it depends the way the draw is done.
0: Which means that I suppose you have plenty of opportunities to, to aim for silverware throughout the season Um and Almost the opportunities yeah. they bring obviously in you know, all the last four in the FAI Junior Cup qualify for the, the senior FAI Cup so that, yeah, that route to the Aviva Stadium while unlikely is still a, a reality for some clubs at the start of the season
2: Oh, it is like, and we're like, in fairness, we, we we've got to the, the the last 32, I think last 16 as a senior club. in years gone by, you know, if the season falls right for you, and you know, the everything works in in sync, you know, it 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 can be reality. I suppose the 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 underlying factor is, you know, you have to be realistic and say, like, what's the chances of you winning an FAI Cup? You know, everything has to be pristine to do so. The chances of a Connacht Cup, you know, are that little bit more realistic. You know, uh, on any day, like we we know ourselves how good we can be in in seasons not too far past. Like we we bet the the likes of Westport United, who would be a very very well renowned club within the, the Connacht setup, and we bet them comfor- comfortably. Like um, ag- last year I will give you an example. Like we we played St Michael's, who went on to win the FBI Junior Cup this year. Um, We only lost uh, by a goal to them, 2-1, and the funny thing about it was I think we were one of, I think, two clubs along the way before the one, the FBI junior title, that actually scored
0: against them. Of course, St. Michael's from Tipperary as well. I think the former club of Shane Long, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You're correct, yeah. That's kind of the the, the shoulders you're rubbing when you're uh, playing at that level. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. The very best look luck uh, against Cliffany this Sunday and then in your next two okay. home games as well against Trans Celtic and Moore of Galway in the Connacht Cup um, that we obviously just spent a few moments talking about. So uh, yeah. it look it's looked like it's going to be a pretty good season for you. Not 10 points from the first four games unbeaten so far this year. Hopefully you can keep that going and uh, we'll be chatting to you as the season progresses yourself or Thomas McDonald, the manager. I know he's yeah, away on the holidays brilliant. this week. And maybe Dave Cummins as well. We'll, we'll keep in touch with you and keep an eye as the season progresses. The very best of luck on Sunday.
2: That's excellent. Thanks very much.
0: Now, we mentioned earlier in the programme about the under 20 championship, which kicks off this weekend. And we are now joined by County star Killian McGlone to talk about, first of all, being the captain of the winning side last year, but also the Preparations for this year's championship. Killian, welcome to the show.
3: Well, how's it going no, night, Brett? Not
0: too bad at all. <laughs> it's been a while since we spoke to you after the senior quarterfinal uh, victory over St Mary's in uh, Balnamore, I believe it was back in the day. Yeah. How has your season been progressing? Obviously, the semi final defeat came and went. How have you managed to, to keep on board over the last couple of weeks with this under 20 championship in, in mind?
3: Yeah, well, um, like um, we got knocked out there and, uh, against Manor was it? it was, um, was it the end of September, I'm not too sure on it. But um, I haven't really stopped to be honest, because uh, we went straight into under-20 training, uh, I think the following week. And then I uh, obviously playing a bit with the college in IT uh, Sligo, so um, I haven't really stopped since, since uh, then. But uh, no, we, we've I've progressed, uh, progressed on uh, Coming, uh, getting back from injury, you know, over the summer I've been carrying niggles and that, so I'm, I'm just coming, 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 uh, coming good now.
0: Of course, you won this under twenty championship last year up in Melvin Gales. How important is this on the calendar to lads your age? Is it just a distraction maybe from schools or colleges football and club football, or do you look forward to
3: it? I know, like in in uh, I know in my own club, like we a lot of the boys here take football very seriously. Any competition, that, like we go out to win, and um I think I've, a lot of the boys like would have the same mindset and and. um like it's just it's another it's another competition to win. It's you're, you know you don't enter it just to take part, and that'd be the mindset in our club, anyways. Um, yeah,
0: talk us through last year's final. Being the captain on a day like that is always a, a big honour.
3: Ah oh, yeah, obviously like representing representing your club and captaining them to a, a championship is a, it's always a big honour. It's always a great feeling afterwards, especially winning. Um, it was a look. It was a, well, It's obviously a team effort, and and, and a, we had a great group of lads there, and we we have a good group of lads as well this year. I know we're going to be missing uh, four or five, five uh, top footballers from the, last, the team that won last year, which will, which will uh, leave us, leave us, you know, not not as well equipped going into games. But I, I think we do have do have um, enough there to to push it on again this year.
0: In terms of the actual draw, two quarterfinals this weekend: yourselves versus K- uh McDermott the Gales, which is Kiltubrid and Balnemore, and St Mary's hosts St Mannequins. Those quarterfinals, with the winner of your game progressing to play Fina, and the winner of the other quarterfinal going on to play Glen Carr Manor. Who do you see as the the biggest threats in this competition to yourselves regaining the title?
3: Um, well, it's 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 a, it's a hard one to call because, um, like, I missed it's this age group we missed at minor level because the change to under seventeen, so we kind of we jumped a the grade there. So the last time we would have played any of these teams would have been at under sixteen. So it's, it's 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 in you know, it's hard to know how other teams progressed and how we progress. Like this is the first time now we've gonna be playing together in three or four years, so so it's it's a difficult one to call obviously like you've you've teams like Fina and the uh, Saint Mannequins are always there or thereabouts, you know, and uh, even our St Mary's team that was in they played the Connacht, Connacht, um, Connacht minor, minor game minor there last yeah. week. Yeah, so they'll they'll be strong as well. So and the and, and Gales even like that's amalgamation. So but it's hard to know at the same because we haven't we haven't played this age group in a few years.
0: Of course, there is also a B grade at this age group, and that's St Bridget's versus Drummer Hare and from Kieran versus St Joseph's. Both of those games taking place over the weekend as well. Uh, there is straight semi-finals with the winners progressing to a final. In terms of the competition and where it fits in the calendar, do you really want to be playing football at this point of the season? November coming into, I suppose late November, early December.
3: Um, well, like it's 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 a tricky. You know, like obviously I I love playing football and. Um like it's and you always want to play games no matter what time of the year it is but um it's just tricky in, in terms of like the under 20 grade is kind of targeted at um, the boys that are around in college and that and it's just hard to get them home during the week for training hard to organize challenge games you know there's always kind of something in the way just just for numbers wise and that so it is, it's tricky in that kind of way but it, obviously like lads just want to play football and that's that's the kind of bottom line of it but uh, having to work around college schedules and that it's, it's hard
0: yeah, is there any bit of a, a leftovers from the senior championship? Do you want to go and maybe put to right after uh, the semi-final defeat to Glencar Manor?
3: Well, that's it. Of course, like like we we have no we have nothing to our name this year, and uh, like uh, you know, every year we kind of have something something whether it's a thirteen side championship or whatever. And uh, like to win a title, another title and retain the under twenty championship will be obviously a a big a big boost, and it'll kind of it'll kind of put a bit of. Um, Put a bit of shine to the year because of what it kind of did end end bad there against Manor in the in the semi final
0: Yeah. In terms of yourself, Killian, and your own winter, you mentioned it Sligo. You were with Leitrim last year. Can we expect to see you in the green and gold this season coming? Do you know anything yeah. yourself yet?
3: Uh, yeah, well, we're just we're getting together now. At I the moment, we're doing a bit of gym and we will be starting the uh, pitch sessions now in the next next week or two. Or you know, or well, we had a, we had one or two pitch sessions already, but we'll start properly uh, gathering when all the boys come back from you know, t- boys are just away taking taking breaks because boys had league finals and boys had, uh, or you know, we're just we're in the Connacht last weekend as well. So we'll uh, we'll have a, we'll regroup now and we'll start start training fully again. I suppose in the next few weeks.
0: What's the mood in the camp like to these initial sessions?
3: Uh, Debooting the camp. Yep. Uh, well, like, um, oh, it's not too, like, it's just at the moment, like, there's no there's no real, we're just getting, we're getting the gym sessions in, so it's really just about whatever, making the gains in there and, and, and trying to push push that bar on a bit because I think we were a wee bit behind the last few years in terms of strength and condition with Leacham, so, so that's kind of the target at the moment.
0: And I don't know if you've seen the National League fixtures came out today, Derry away and Cork at home in the first two rounds of the league, not exactly the nicest welcome to Division 3
3: no obviously like every team in division three is going to be tough this year like if you look at the fixtures like it's hard it's hard to pick one team that you can say you know like you can you know what i mean it's it's going to be tough but um especially Derry and cork is going to be it's a, stu- a tough start for uh division three but see. um if we if i think if we just get the right work in now we can we can test them teams
0: i suppose if you get a good start against those two nobody else will hold much fear for you later on in the league so it might be nice to to kind of get that welcome to the division uh, up and running early and over and done with. Killian. thank you so much for joining me. The very best of luck in the defence of your title, but I suppose initially in your game this weekend against McDermott the Gales. Uh, the very best of luck to you and your teammates and, of course, to everybody taking part at under-20 level this particular year. Thanks very much, Killian. Yeah,
3: about well, worries. Cheers,
0: And that folks is all we have time for today here on the sports preview show on leitrim daily i've been brefney early thank you so much to my guests declan bohan for his rundown of the year that was for leitrim ga a fairly impressive repertoire of results and achievements through the county on and off the pitch this year to sean gallagher of manor rangers thank you for bringing us up to speed with everything that was going on in his world and also to killian mcglone ahead of the start of the under 20 championships this weekend i'll be back tomorrow with a current affair we'll be looking at recent awards of 3.3 million euros to the towns of manor hamilton and ballad with maureen martin and phelan Gern. talk to you then